All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 193. Bag Milk, Tyler, Jay sitting in. Rick and Dan are back at home in Edmonton. The three of us are in Los Angeles, getting set for game three. The vibes are excellent. The sun is out. Ooh, is it ever? The drinks are flowing. Let's get to it. As we do every week, we start off with the delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Brand new location of, uh, is open now in Fort Sask. Airdrie's open, Aaron Ridge, Kingsway, a lot of new locations. Anything else, Jay, I'm missing? Uh, no, come check and try out, check, come check out and try our butter chicken mac and cheese. Mm. It's delicious. It's two things you like that deserve to be together in one ceremony of deliciousness. A bouquet of flavors. A bouquet, you say. exactly. And Jay and I are wearing Oodle Noodle Loves You t-shirts. You guys look great. Well, yeah, Oodle Noodle is uh, sponsoring, is co-sponsoring the pregame show. So we'll be uh, going around and we also have to gallivant the Oodle Noodle contest winners around as well. So we've got some work to do. Tyler. Yes. What is our delicious debate? The Oodle Noodle delicious debate for this episode 193 of the podcast they call Oilers Nation Radio is what was the most impressive part of the Oilers game two victory over the Kings? I'll jump in. Ooh. I just want to say, first of all, one, the crowd at Rogers place was bananas. Like you guys were at game one and you both said that game two was louder in there. And I, I wasn't at game one, but game two was bananas. It was electric in the building. And then just the easy answer, special teams. How can you not love the special teams for the Oilers right now? 50% on the power play, hundred percent on the PK. That's money, money in the bank. 
they have the best, and you showed me the stat, the best combined special teams percentages in the NHL so far in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, hundred percent on the PK, like yeah. By how much? By a bunch, know. it's like eighteen yeah. percent or something. Yeah. We're at one hundred and fifty. I think Tampa Bay is like one thirty-one or something silly. Which wow. is almost like I know perfect's two hundred percent, but one fifty is perfect. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's nuts. So keep that going. We're gonna be okay. Dan, what are you thinking? How about Mike Smith and his performance and his bounce back from, you know, completely owning a mistake that he made. And, you know, we talked about it, Tyler, on that that podcast right afterwards. We're not apologizing for Mike Smith. I think everybody just knows who that goalie is. But, you know, to his credit, he came out and he fought and he battled. And uh, the Oilers, the Oilers, you know, as a team responded as well. But that first period, Mike Smith was was all over it. Rick? I just like how they played overall. Um, they didn't let that first game bother them at all. They came out in the first period was a little bit of feel your opponent out a little bit, but as they got going, they started to roll. And in that second period, you saw it off when they get that confidence, they start skating, moving up and down. Um, their, their forwards are much bigger than the, uh, the defenders in, in, in LA. And I think the physical contact down low is really breaking them down. They're going to cycle very well. And when you start shooting and scoring like that, uh, you know, the boys are feeling it. Yeah. Um, think? Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I, I'm with you on that one too. And I, I like the point Dan made about Schmitty. Like we we know Schmitty battles, right? Um, TM. TM. Yes, Schmitty battles. And I just thought it was a big response for him. Like he got lucky a few times with the play that squeaked past him, and they had to clear it off the line and all that stuff. But for the most part, Smith was was good, and the crossbar as well. I guess you could say he kind of got lucky on, but that's all he gave him. Yeah, but he gave him a chance, and like that game, it ended six nothing, but it was close for a long time, right? Well, it's funny you say that because as we were going into Jay and I went to the game together, and as we went into what was it, the first intermission? Yeah, Oilers were up, but not by enough. So Jay said in the intermission, they need a period to explode, and that's exactly what they did in the second. Yeah, no, that was convincing. I think for me, like I'm just echoing all your statements. Like the fact that the just the collective team didn't let the Schmitty mistake take him down. They all seemed very confident and just ho hum after game one in the press conference and yeah. just that whole like, yeah, we move on, we move on. That statement game needed to happen. Uh, and we got it. Uh, and then also, you know, I'm gonna say like nine things, which is TM for myself, but the physicality of all Oilers, like Connor's going around oh. and throwing the body. Everyone is new jet for him. New jet for New just throwing the, So everyone's committed to the playoff cause, and that's what it takes. Everyone, you know, you got to chip in on like where you can offensively, defensively, and also on the physical side of the game. And you're seeing that from all our players and our captain, which is amazing. Gregor wrote about it in the game notes this morning that the Oilers have been really hard on the Kings defensemen. They're throwing their bodies around. And I think that's going to be a major, major factor in tonight's game three as well. Tyler, anything else that stuck out for you? Well, there's a couple of things. One, talking about being physical on their D-men. A lot of them are inexperienced, like Jordan Spence, a guy like Mikey Anderson, Sean Dursey. Like half that blue line hasn't been around, hasn't been in the playoffs before. And I think if you're the Oilers, if you keep up that physicality from all four lines, whether it's McDavid, Cassian, Fogle, who However, keep up that physicality. And as this series goes on, the mistakes from the Kings demon will just start to multiply as a result of your consistent pressure. And the other thing I loved about uh, game two, and I wrote about it a little bit at the site today, the fact that Connor McDavid played, what was it? 17 minutes. 17. It was the fourth least time on ice for him in a game this year for dry It was the least time on ice in a game. And for nurse, it was second least time on ice in a game. You got a chance to blow out the Kings six, nothing 
build up all this momentum and you didn't have to push your stars to do it. And over the course of a seven game series, over the course of what we hope is a long playoff run, the more games you can have where you can just say, Hey, you know what, Connor, it's the third period. Enjoy the Gatorade, man. Like you're just chilling. Like, I think that'll go a long way in keeping them rested and fresh so that when there are games like maybe tonight where you go, you know what? We need Connor and Leon. We need Darnell to play 26 minutes tonight. It's not as taxing on them because they're not worn down. But also, how about the how about the way they came on and played that third period? We've seen plenty of times this regular season, if they're up by two or three at the end of two, they kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. They maybe play a little too conservative, don't really score anything, and they let the other team come back. In that third period, they came on, they scored three goals. Yeah, they took yeah. they had they had control of the game, they had the foot on the throat, and they kept the component down and didn't let them get back up. Well, and that's something since Woodcroft has come along that they just they seem to have their victory formation in order for the third period. It's not it's not just a dump and chase and hope for the best kind of effort anymore. It's but it was uh, it's an actual they plan. Still want, they still went out and got goals. They went yeah. out and got goals. There was and, still offense to play for. Yeah. And you know what I'm gonna give a little bit of credit for that specifically? The crowd, I think in the regular season, you're up three, nothing in the third period. You know, the crowd maybe checks out a little bit, right? You're like, oh, the Oilers are winning. If it's like a random Wednesday night in December, you're not like, believe we're getting the wave going though. Yeah. But like, you're not going crazy. And the fact that the crowd is still just roaring for every hit and every scoring chance and all that, I think it's easier for the players to keep the pedal to the floor, keep the foot on their throat, whatever you want to use. And just go hammer them. It's right? like a drug. And it's also, like, like when your captain is throwing the body around like that, how can you not buy it? Chills. Oh yeah. How can you not? Yeah, he was getting he was feisty. Connor Remember back in 2017 it. when he started doing that as well against yeah. San Jose, and that, that was, was a, a turning point that was in that one game point. when yep. he, I don't know who he hit or Couture or something. Yeah. yeah, demolished him open ice, and then I don't know if we were losing at that point in that game, but we ended up winning that game. Yeah. And it's like those signature moments that you look back on, like that, that, that totally changed the impact and outcome of the game. But now it's everyone is doing it. Yeah. Like I won't be shocked if Nuge gets in a fight this series. <laughs> I feel like it's percolating. It might be. Nuge is getting feisty. Him and Dino. That'd be a good tell. That'd be a great trade. Oh, I would too. love it. Oh yeah. yeah. Get to know off the ice. Um, We're wearing to know down. How about that clip of Dursey in the penalty box with nurse and Dursey yells over. Time. What did he say? He was like, Punch, punch me, me in the, in the fucking, face next time. Yeah, punch me in the face next time. I and the nurse is like, swear okay. Word, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the penalty box, I would be remiss if I didn't give Goat and Lil Bro a shout out for their work beside the penalty box in game two. They so were good. giving them the business if you were in there. And it was a lot they, of fun to watch. We were right across the ice from them and it was nonstop. They were given a final warning too by the uh, by the usher or something like that, I was told. Oh, oh final, no. like nine final warnings. Yeah, yeah. They, came down and they just had they they to do their part, afterwards. but they weren't going to stop them. I love it. I, <laughs> you could just see, we were sitting across the ice, like we're on the other side of the building from them. And you just look down and you can just see Goat is having the time of his life. Like the last time these guys traveled was the nation vacation to, uh, to Las oh, Vegas. So they, they came up to Edmonton as their first trip. Uh, you know, since the pandemic or during the pandemic to come to Edmonton, they picked a hell of a game for it and they brought the energy and necklaces. I told them that I told them they're not allowed to leave now, unfortunately. Hell yeah. Keep them here. You come, you come to Edmonton from Salt Lake and then all of a sudden we win six, nothing. You can't go. Yeah. We need we got them for two more. We got We got them here for two more games. Hell yeah. I was just also thinking about it too, where 
I could just imagine what it would have been like for a Canucks player to be sitting, or not Canucks, a Kings player to be sitting in the penalty box looking over at two giant <laughs> mountain not, men those aren't banging small on dudes. the glass and screaming at them. I felt bad because it was, they weren't the, the there was, the, they're sitting together right near the penalty box, but there was one person in between them and the penalty box. That Goat's just like, Goat's a big guy. Like he's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and he's just like towering over this guy, yelling at the Kings guy. That guy was, if we told you they were mountain men, you would know exactly what we're talking about. They are. Yeah. They are, yeah. Uh, another men. shout out from game two has to go to Luke Gazdick. You got showing up on the big screen, absolutely demolished his beer. I it's amazing. Got the, it got the crowd going. I, I've I've literally seen two people get kicked out for doing that in my lifetime at an <laughs> Oilers game, and it, I just thought it was awesome that, that it's. I think it shows a little bit of a shift of this organization that we get it now. I wonder if they're rattled. I wonder if they're like Luke. Why'd you do that? Or they're like, Hell they yeah, posted Luke. it on their social. They posted on social they the next did. day. That's right. They leaned yeah. into it. Okay, that's good. You're right, Dan. Maybe this this is a signal that things are changing I, for the better. I distinctively remember during a kiss cam one time where a couple was kissing and a guy just comes in and cranked a beer and then it was like a section over from me and then security came down and escorted him out for it. Uh, uh, also, times are changing. To Ben Scrivens, the crowd may not have recognized you, but Jay and I did. We saw you, Ben. We saw you, man. He was he was sitting right beside Luke Gazdick, and the crowd's oh, going bananas for Gazdick. And then they show Scrivens is in the shot and just uh, silence. You know, silence. <laughs> and then when they posted it on social, they, they like him. yeah, they explicitly cropped out Scrivens. Uh, <laughs> the professor just didn't want <laughs> to be shown. No love, uh, boys. Any for the delicious debate? Any other notes from Game Two? Maybe something from Game Two that we need to carry into tonight's Game Three. First game in LA. What's that confidence level, man? You just got to keep the keep the momentum rolling. You've got you're feeling it. Your guys are hot. They got some hot sticks out there. Uh, you just got to keep playing that same way. And hopefully, you know, in the uh, in the away building, you get away from the the uh, the nerves of playing in front of your own crowd. You get out there, you play a simplified game, take control of game one, or game, take control in the first period and and ride it out through all sixty minutes. Couldn't agree more. You got it. You got to maintain that momentum in the first period. Don't let LA feel comfortable in their barn because that'll make for a long game. We come out hot, foot on their throats, and just see this one through. Uh, one stat that I found interesting from Game Two at five on five, the two Oilers with the best shots for percentages were Zach Cassian and Warren Fogle. And I think coming back to Game Three now, where LA and Todd McClellan are going to get their choice for what they want the matchups to be, right? Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are going to see a ton of Philip Deneau and Anze Kobe yeah, more than it. they did in the first two games. Yep, that's all they're going to see. So I think it's going to be real important for that Fogel, Cassie, and McLeod line and also the Ryan Nugent Hopkins line to find a way to get some offense going. Yeah. Got to get the offense going. Well, you guys know I'm a, a big believer in the goalie, and I think they just need to get after quick again. The fact that L.A. left quick in for all six goals in game two yeah. to me was shocking. I wonder if I wonder if uh, if Todd thinks that Cal Peterson's like his his ace in the hole that he can bring out when uh, when the things start going rough again. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you got to get on quick in this first period and just keep it going. His rebound control has been suspect and there's been, there was some pucks available in game one for me that I thought the Oilers could have tucked away and we would have yep. had a different game story altogether. So I, agree. I think you stay on top of quick, you get his rebounds and, and we're going to be talking about how we won game three and four in LA. No problem. 
Another thing too, just a couple on that, Dan, is they got to get in Quick's kitchen. They were doing yep. a lot more of that in game two. It's like Dan said, they got rebounds laying there in the crease, near the crease. You got to get greasy out there. Not every goal in the playoffs is mm. going to be pretty. You got to get some ugly ones. And in game two, they got a couple of ugly ones and you need it. Cool. Like McLeod standing right there in front of the net, gets a deflection off Bush's shot from the point. More of those boys, more of those, more of those. More. Yeah, you, you do. And and there were some moments where the Oilers were doing a great job with the cycle outside or on the perimeter of the offensive zone. Like there was that one shift. I want to say it was second period. And it's again, was one of those maybe momentum turning moments where that line dry Yamamoto and Hyman, they just played keep away. It looked like for what, like almost a minute. And they're just cycling, cycling, cycling. And again, you don't score on that play, but that's fine. Like you wear down the other team enough. And, uh, I, I just thought that was important. So, you know, keep your cycle game going. But yeah, you absolutely still need to get to the net and try to throw off quick a little bit. Um, the other thing, just going through the goals from last game as well, like that Darnell Nurse goal. You talk about the impact of special teams. At that point, you're up one nothing, whatever it was, but halfway through the hockey game. And if your penalty kill sucks and LA scores, it's 1 1. And that game doesn't end. Obviously, it doesn't end 6 nothing if it's 1 1 at that point. But that game's a lot closer yeah. at that point. Whereas you get the shorthanded goal, you get a big moment from your special teams, a big goal from a guy who struggled in game one yeah. as well. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there being like, oh, it's 2 nothing," And then it was just snowball down the hill from there. Like, the Oilers never let go of their grip on that game after that nurse goal. I loved the Woodcross decision to sneak Connor out there to finish that PK. Uh, yeah, that's paid, a good point. Paid, paid amazing dividend. So that's something I'll, I'll keep an eye out for for this game because. He's done it all. The, he does it all the time. With like does he always just say it was just more oh, obvious for sure. this one? Okay. Yeah, no, well, Connor goes out there for the last the, 30 seconds quite often. It's going to be part of the chess match, getting him and Leon away from Kopitar and Deneau. Mm-hmm. You can sneak him out in the last Ooh. couple of seconds of a PK and get him out there on an offensive chance. Let, let, let them match up against those two guys. They're the best players in the world. Let's see Deneau try and keep up with them all game long. Let's, yeah. let's see Kopitar deal with, with Leon. Because let's face it, if they're... If they're on each other in one end, they're going to be on each other in the other end too. And I like the way that uh, that Leon plays. There, there's not enough intermission pizza for Dino to stay fueled up to stay on Connor for no. 60 minutes. Yeah, the delicious debate. For- you, Sorry, go ahead, Rick. And if you can keep if you can keep uh, Kane and Pooley scoring on Connor's line. That line's going to be unstoppable. That was another thing I want to point out, actually, since you brought it up from game two. How good must Yessa feel that he got on the board in game two? He got robbed early in the game. Then he gets another chance, buries it. You could see the smile on his face. It was there. And it wasn't like a shot that went off of him in front of the net like his nope, last goal. It. Like, that yeah, was no, one. Legit. He buried it. Yeah, legit. The delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Again, brand new location open in Fort Saskatchewan, Aaron Ridge. You might even see Tyler there. Yep. <laughs> Kingsway, Airdrie, you name it. They've got a location near you. If it's not near you, or if you just want to hang out, sit in. It's Friday night. Our friends at DoorDash will bring it to you. That's the way it goes. Ding dong. I wish we had the Liam button. Oh, yeah, I do. All right. One sec. Sorry. I didn't know. All the way in Los Angeles. I think my roadcaster is acting up. Ding dong. If the people at home heard that ding dong. We did. Enjoy. Okay. Excellent. Well, I did. I'm that means you guys heard the intro I played off the jump, too. I did. Yeah, see, we, I, I didn't pack enough headphones for everyone, so nah. my bad. And then we also heard you guys say, oh, we need to do this and something else. There was, there was a little bit of behind-the-scenes footage there as well. Mm. Well, oh, it's, it's, it's good to let uh, the listeners hey, into the, that's the exactly. podcast. They're a part uh, of the editing booth. Obviously, Friday night, game three here in Los Angeles. LA Live is across the street from us. We are going to be, if you're listening to this podcast before the game and you happen to be down in LA, 
We're going to be at, uh, what is it called? Tom's watch party. Watch Tom's watch, watch bar. Tom's, Tom's watch, watch bar. bar. It's, you know, it's just called Tom's. It's right next to the rink and we'll have a good time. Yeah. Do they have a lot of watches in there? Yep. Yeah. It's just, that's it's, all it's a giant watch store. Yep. There you go. Are you, like are you guys, are you guys playing on Twitter right now? Like the Oilers can't get the lights on in the practice arena. They can't get their net. Like the, the LA, the LA staff is actually holding the nets in the corner. Oh, they're doing gamesmanship. Oh, right yeah. Gamesmanship. I'm following right. Rashog here. Perfect. Like the whole, so the whole team's here, like on the whole team's on the ice. There's no lights on. So just before 11 a.m. Pacific time, Rashog tweeted out <laughs> a picture with the lights off. And then about 20 minutes ago, he said, what time will the lights come on? Practice doesn't officially start till 1130, but Kings skated at a different rink. So they haven't been turned on here at the main arena. Um, Koskinen is on the ice. <laughs> and then uh, arena staff won't give the Oilers the nets or turn the lights on 13 minutes ago. And then Dave Manson offered a helping hand to speed things up. Um, and That's I, an intimidating factor oh, yeah. coming in there. The old big Dave ain't going to let that fly. So what do you think of that, Rick? Like, what, what's it's, your take on that? It's, it's playoffs for one. I honestly I have it. no issues with it. You can still, like, I mean, from the video that I'm looking at, you can still see pretty well out there. So they can still skate around, loosen up, get ready to roll. I think it's hilarious. They literally have two staff members holding onto the nets by the crossbars. And they're, like, showing, in they're, the corner. They're, they're showing they're afraid. Keep it going. Well, I want to keep like hearing if, about if, it. If practice doesn't start till 1130, it's what 1130 right now for you guys, I believe maybe almost 1140. Yeah, yeah. So the lights should be on right around 1130. Yeah. Five. They probably just, yeah, held back to like, right till 1130, 1125 or tweeted, let there be light. Oh, okay. There you go. So whatever. Yeah. It's a little bit of fun. I love it. It's playoff time. It's hilarious. Hey, play doesn't really stop playing by the rules. Yeah, I love it. So what that so tells someone, me though, someone let the guys know not at Rogers. Someone get <laughs> let the guys know <laughs> at Rogers. Heads. Uh, we are rent free in LA rent free here in LA. They are in the Kings. This reminds you of like what we, this reminds you of like the nineties, right? Like this is like something you could see the Oilers and the stars going through. We've got more situation going on across the street. We've got more sirens going on across the street. I can't get a view on it though. There's fire trucks everywhere. So while we were walking back from breakfast, we had Denny's today. Um, I had the French toast. It was pretty good. Uh, The American institution Denny's. Yeah. A nice fruit bowl and some eggs and bacon. When when we were walking back, there was just all this commotion outside of one of the buildings that was under construction. Um, There was like, you know, uh, fire trucks everywhere, helicopters going. It's crazy. And one guy said someone had climbed up a crane and there is like still stuff going on outside. So I don't know what's happening, but I saw a couple of helicopters buzzing around outside our room too. So we've got some shenanigans going on. outside. Yeah, right of, it'll be right outside of our uh, pregame party at Tom's. That's uh, if, if you need a landmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the crane that the guy climbed. Where up. All the helicopters are directly underneath. We will be there at three <laughs> 30 Pacific three 30. My money's on a pro. My money's on a protest. I thought we said five. What? But you said five. Oh, I thought. No, no, no. Yeah. As, as, as Dan knows, as a guy who who helped take over Nashville, you got to get there before they can, and 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 bring in the sea of orange. You got to start planting those. Seeds. You got to plant that flag. We're throwing out our flares right now. We got to, did we post that photo yet? Oh, yeah. We got a photo of of Ram Chuck and I in front of the of Tom's. Okay, to, for a visual. Okay. We're gonna keep talking about Tom's. Mm-hmm. I know you got nine hundred radio hits to do after this. Well, I, that doesn't really matter. We have a pregame show to do as well. Yeah, of course. <sighs> Lots to do. Lots to do. Tom's at 3.30, though. Mm-hmm. Game three tonight. Tyler, if you're looking at just a key to the game, what's the biggest one for you? 
Hmm. For me, I just think the boys, if they have a good start, set the tone, maybe you get the first goal. If you get one early, hmm. I think that'll be a really nice thing. Quiet the LA crowd down as much as possible early on. Yep. That'd be a really nice move. I would say just physical play is going to be number one, have a willingness to take pucks to hard places for check really, really hard. And what that's going to do is a, it's going to keep wearing down the LA Kings defenders mm -hmm. and B it's probably going to keep giving you opportunities with the man advantage. Right. And, and we know how deadly the special teams is. So if I'm in that room before the game, I'm telling the Oilers to hit everything that moves. I'm telling them to chip pucks in and go in hard on those D men, wear them down, force them to take penalties and then murder them on the power play. You know, what's beautiful about that is that's what we're doing. Yeah. We, it's, we're not telling it's them not to do something dream. they're not doing, but we just watched them do that. And it's awesome. <laughs> Dan, you got a key for game three. What do you think? Um, I think that I feel like Woodcroft, I don't know. I, I feel like there's adjustments coming and I think we're going to play a different style of game. And I'm hopeful for that. I, I feel like it's going to be a defensive effort tonight and, and we're road just going to kind of shut down the, the road, the road crowd. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, this new coaching vibe, it just has me feeling like we can adjust and we can change and we can be different teams every time if we need to be. And I think that this team is going to try and change it up here against LA. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if today's game is under. Oh, under yeah. six and a half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rick, what do you got for uh, keys to the game three? Keep going out and doing exactly what we've been doing for the last six periods. I know it wasn't incredibly effective in the first three, but there are a lot of other reasons in there that we didn't win that first game. You saw what happened. They did the last game, six, nothing. Don't change a damn thing. Keep going out there. Keep banging bodies, put the pressure on them, force them to make mistakes, make the most of your, of, of their mistakes. It's real simple. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's tough to, to come up with something new, but just come to LA bang and crash and squeak out a win. And, and you're right. I'm with Dan. I think this is probably going to be a lower scoring game, but yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if this is a two, one, three, two, you know, one nothing type situation. Rick, you think it's going to be eight nothing? I think I, we have at least four in us tonight. All right, so four. I'll I'll give you four one just so my this, honor. This LA team, this LA team cannot. This LA team cannot handle the Oilers, especially when they're playing as confident as the way as they are right now. Agreed. Uh, another. This thing lineup is really. We have a really fucking good team. Yeah. LA does not stand a chance against us. <sighs> Actually, let's let's talk about this because something that did change in game two from game one is the injection of Josh Archibald. Yeah. He was okay. But he was running around hitting though. He, 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 yeah. he, he yeah. helped support the physicality narrative, right? And yeah, exactly. That's, that's something. Energy, you know, momentum. Yep. Exactly. It brings energy, brings momentum. People feed would, off that stuff. I know you can't measure it. And therefore um, analytically, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really weigh it that much. But emotionally. But in, on emotion, yeah, in an emotion packed game, that stuff, that stuff matters. I'm hoping to see later on, we can see a, a Nima line and injection as well into the lineup and do that same kind uh, of thing. See, he's that's, he's got to jump over a couple defensemen to get, he's uh, got to jump over a couple defensemen yeah. to get there. He's hurt right now for one. Oh. I, I don't see him jumping up. Not, I think this, not this season anyway. They're showing that they, they prefer Broberg right now, I think, right? Just yeah, I think enough. Broberg's the one getting called up and is practicing. I also didn't know Nima Lyman was hurt right now. I didn't uh, another guy, yeah. another guy that's hurt. Uh, Victor Arvidsson will not play tonight. Again, Again. To Todd McClellan, he is working through a lower body injury. Oh, so oh boy, that's another whole Connor flu. Kicks. Connor flu. There's a Connor. <laughs> they're like Victor. You playing it? He's like absolutely not. Is McDavid in the lineup? Come I'm on, not coming to skate. Their captain. Their captain chose surgery instead of trying to play Connor in a seven game series. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line.
Like um, can I offer up a prediction for game three? Please. I think we get a no. Zach Cassian, Brendan Lemieux fight. They were oh, jawing. They were jawing a lot in game two. And on the bench, Cassian was doing his little lean over the edge and barking <laughs> at him. I think Lemieux is going to try set the tone with that home crowd and get them into it early. And I think Cassian's just in the mood to beat the shit out of someone. You know who else I think in this crap tonight, even though I may not want it? Vander Kane's been spicy through the first two games. Oh, yeah. He's looking for it. He's looking to mix it up. But, I don't know if I want him to. But will he have a like, I, I don't know if there's a dance partner on LA. <laughs> Yeah, because like, the only one they don't have McDermott anymore. Like, who's the Vander? Like, not, who, who's going to yeah. step up? Well, and I was going to say Tyler. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe you're right, but I I feel like Lemieux grabs this guy that he shouldn't grab and tries to fight him instead. Oh yeah, and he's a spunker. Lemieux's going to jump someone, and yeah. then Cass is going to have to react to it, which yep. is probably going to. I think Lemieux might bite the bullet just for the sake of trying to get his team fired up after getting their ass kicked. Mm-hmm. He is, I think, get, I think, I think if he's fighting a bullet, he's literally going to get his face caved in. So, but you, like you, you, you stay, you stay calm. You saw what you saw what his father used to do. Mm-hmm. If he wants to go out there and do something stupid and end up taking a four, a two, four, or even a five, let him take his two, four, five, kill him on the power play. Just keep playing the way they are playing right now. They're beating the hell out of them right now. Yeah. They don't have to drop the gloves to anybody. I know what you, and I'd love to see Kaisen take on Lemieux. Trust me. But if we can somehow turn this into, Lemieux taking two, maybe three penalties throughout you know the game and getting some power plays out of it. Let's go. You know it's coming. That guy doesn't think. Well, that's another interesting thing, too, is that they are calling penalties. And yeah. if LA is going to keep going to the box, the boys are going to keep burning them, not just on PP1, but also on PP2. And I think that's a luxury under Woodcroft that the Oilers haven't had in years. Oh, so who scored, who scored the power play goals so far? So you had dry settle on unit okay. one. He had one last game. McLeod had Kainer. no, that that wasn't McLeod last game. Kane last game at a power table. Yeah. And then game one was uh you, Mano, Yamo. Yeah. That was Yamo. Yeah. Yamo. Yeah. Yamo. And who was the top gun? Was it dry saddle again? Might have been. Yeah. yeah. Either way, the top unit has two and the second unit has two, and that's great. That's uh yeah. I would say that's balanced. It is, and and they're going to him as well. Like fifty-seven seconds left in the power play. Whistle. Yeah. In the past, it was like, nope, Connor and Leon, you're staying out for another thirty seconds. And now it's like, nope, unit two's on. As much as like when I see that, I'm like, damn it, no, keep him out there. But like, I know what Woodcroft's doing, and it's paying dividends. He's 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 putting trust in his players, and his players are feeling it, feeling more confident as a result of it, and are now performing. So, in uh, in Woody, we trust here. And we have a we have a we have like almost like McLeod's a rookie right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have a rookie who's like leading our PK who on PP two is actually the zone entry. The guy he's the yeah. Connor McDavid. He takes the puck from, yeah. they drop it to him. Yeah. We, We're having we a hard time dealing with his wheels too. He is just, yeah, we have something man, special in this kid. We got something special in this kid. Yeah. Well, and also by playing that second power play, it also just frees McDavid and dry side will play five on five hockey, which is where we need to score goals. And so, yeah, it's it you all could, yeah, you out. can pop them back, you can pop them back out there on together at the end of the power play when the other team's broken down and real tired now. Another thing too, just again from game two that was erased from game one is five on five scoring came back yeah. in game two. And the others desperately needed after being outscored four to one at even strength in game one. This I thought was interesting, boys. We're talking about how Schmitty battles. This is from Sportsnet stats. Mike Smith recorded his fifth career playoff shutout on Wednesday. His career 931 save percentage in the playoffs is the second highest in NHL history among goalies with 30 plus games played 
But he lost 10 in a row. Oh, yeah. And all those people wanted to throw. Well, last year he was the second best goalie in every game he played. And it's like, yeah, man, because he went up against Connor Hellebuck. Like, that kind of makes sense. You know, it's he's an honor to be second to Connor. Yeah. Hellebuck. And everyone loved throwing, oh, two years ago. And like, after game one, those people who shit their pants and were yelling at me on Twitter because I said, you start Smith in game two and you don't think twice points. about it. You had great points that night. Yeah, and and everyone and or not everyone, but there was a group of people who were shitting on me and were like, never no, 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 second best goalie in every game since March one. He's been the best goal, one of the best goalies in the NHL. He is has been a good playoff guy throughout his career. If you even if you count the Winnipeg series where there were games that the Oilers should have won, but there was their offense that didn't come through. Not Smith. Like again, exactly. I, Mike Smith doesn't need me to go to bat for him. I haven't done that very often. But if you're sitting there and like just still for some reason shitting on Mike Smith. What are you even doing watching this? You gotta, team? We, you gotta let it go. You gotta, you gotta let, let it, go. it go. Look at the last get him another Bud Light for that. Smith. Get him this another Bud Light for that. earned your respect now. <laughs> we gotta uh we stocked up the room quite nicely, Rick. So they'll uh, the old like BLs be flowing. We're overstocked. <laughs> they didn't have <laughs> no Bud Light sodas thing. though. I'm so rattled. He was rattled. He made yeah, sure to third check. I asked an employee. It blows me away go to a grocery store and buy booze for one yeah and then the price point at which said booze is at is just even more <laughs> mind-blowing and then also everything comes in a 900 pack yeah yeah, yeah. My, my pack of claws is a mighty pack <laughs> yeah that's a 30 pack <laughs> and we were just even like a two six of rum 10 bucks 10 bucks like, what? <laughs> Land of the free, party. baby. Yeah. So room 612 at the uh, Marriott Courtyard LA Live. Uh, we are fully stocked and ready for you. <laughs> yep. I love it. Just knock on the door loud. Knock, knock very loud. Scream. Or just come in if it's open. Yeah. yeah. Why not? You can hang on on my pull-out couch. <laughs> yeah. Another thing just to take you guys behind the scenes. Lovely room, I'd say. Here in Los Angeles. Two yeah. big queens. I thought Tyler and I were shacking up. Then we have a pull-out couch. This thing or that thing is a, uh, well. I basically slept with springs up my ass. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Better or worse than Nashville, Tyler? Way worse. Way worse. And it also made me appreciate the fact that you made my bed for me the first night together in Nashville. Because when I walked into the room yesterday, I was like, no, I got to make a bed. Shit, dude. I was sitting there laughing at him while he did it. So. Taking photos of me trying to figure it out. But you're like crawling in behind the couch. Because I couldn't fit on the other side. Uh. <laughs> to be fair, I did it because I felt bad. I got a king size out of it. So that's fair. But well, yeah. I would gladly sleep on that pillow couch from Nashville again. That was like a good mattress. This one is like, <laughs> Just cardboard. It's all keeps you on your toes, though. Yep, keeps you on your toes. Uh, I got to give a shout out to our friends at Cornerstone Insurance for ninety years and four generations. Cornerstone has been a family and employee-owned business here in Edmonton. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance—they've got everything you need. All the products you need. Cornerstoneins.ca. Soon they're going to be launching. Also, just a quick sort search portal. <laughs> I got a uh, a tour of it about a week ago with Kareem. He's a great guy from Cornerstone. Go check him out. On the left-hand side of the screen, citizens of the nation, get yourself a little discount. Did I just yawn into the mic? Someone you really sighed yeah. real deep. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was, you guys laugh. I, I, I yawned while you're doing. I thought you were, we I might. Thought you were and they laughed. And I was like, we might oh need to God, take. I just. We might need to cut out everyone's mic except for. <laughs> just to. Well, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm government yawn. name. Oh, and I did it. Government sorry. name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really quickly, boys. I know this is Oilers Nation Radio, but. I want to talk about some of the other series a little bit. There's other hockey being played right now. Last Come night, on, you're telling me you haven't been paying attention to the other province Come in this on, or the other series in this province. 
Okay, maybe I watched a little bit of that last night. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got to imagine, and I haven't checked in with the crew down at Flames Nation, but I'm speculating. You got to imagine the stress levels are rising a oh, little yeah. bit. Well, only one they're goal gonna, They're going to tell each games. other, but they have that whole jinx on game two, right? So they have a little bit of... Uh, Excess of hope they can use on this. Don't, right now. don't, don't validate them. I'm just saying what we would do if if we had been if we had not won a game two since 2004, something like that. I'm just saying what the what the five six no, however no, many no, of no, us no, are no. right now. Let's talk about where the hell is Johnny Goudreau? Johnny yes. Goudreau, dude, he, he goes he goes home early in the in the springtime. We know he this. is this home. Is not a surprise to anybody. This is he's in Philadelphia. This isn't no. a surprise. <laughs> this should not be a surprise to anybody, anyways. What I just I, I spoke about it this morning with somebody. I said, you know, like if if this team had Taylor Hall as its leader right now, I wouldn't be as confident as I am. And I look at Johnny Gaudreau as kind of a Taylor Hall type. He just, you know, he scores a lot of goals in the season, and then when it comes playoff time, we're not uh, you can't rely on him to to produce well, for you every game. Johnny Gaudreau has right? zero heart trophies. <laughs> it's big boy hockey, and I don't know if Johnny that he's just not he doesn't have that makeup sometimes. What about Tampa, Sometimes Toronto? What ever. are you guys thinking there? Because going to oh. game three in Tampa, if they win tonight, Leafs fans are going to be panicking. I don't like to talk too much because I want to jinx it. You can, everyone here can obviously guess which way I want both these series to go. But I also feel like the more I get excited about one or get upset about the other, then it's going to, uh, it's going to go against me. So I'm just going to happily sit back and watch this game with a sly little smirk on my face. Yeah. around the uh, other series of the NHLs, which one are you paying the most attention to here in the playoffs? Um, from a, we'll call it monetary perspective. <laughs> I, I'm a big New York Rangers fan. Always have been. Never said anything different. Uh, love the Rangers. Go Rangers. Um, and my prediction of the Boston Bruins beating the Carolina Hurricanes is not going well. I thought that was going to happen. Me too. I thought that was going to happen. But you're but never in trouble till you lose it on home. Oh, good. Oh my yeah. God. Um, you know, watching Florida just roll over Washington game two wasn't exactly the most surprising thing in the world. But Washington takes that split all day. Oh yeah. You take the split all day, but I think Florida still rolls in five or six. Like I don't, I don't give Washington a, a huge chance. No one's given the abs a huge chance. What do you think they are on points bet to win the series? They were minus the 3000 going into game two, which means you'd have minus to wait. You would have to wager $3,000 on the Preds to win or sorry, on the to abs to win that bucks. series, just to win a hundred bucks. Um, I clicked the wrong button. I'm Good very- for the Preds though, for holding that game to one, one into overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the shots? No. It was, it was, it was like 50 goal? to 26 or something. Uh, minus <laughs> 5,000. Yeah. Let's That's talk the about the goalies who are playing right now. Let's talk about the goaltenders who are playing right now. What kind of names are in net right now that half the half the world's never even heard of? <laughs> we already Kuchev, Kuchev, Kuchi, Kuchi is what they call him. Um, Louis Domingue's going to keep starting because Casey Smith's out for the year. Nashville, Yikes. Connor Ingram. Yeah, they, they're Big Dave crazy, did man. not make any saves in game one. <laughs> <laughs> still, still, Dude, that guy's been downhill ever since, since he did his little stick thing. I, I love that more than anything right now. Broke his brain. He uh, did smash of, a stick afterwards too. Speaking of another thing that I just thought about, last night we got to go out for a, a drink with Daily Faceoffs, Mike McKenna. I've got to give him a shout out. He's going to be doing the, the TNT broadcast between the benches tonight. That's cool. For the other game. 
Wow. Yeah. Which is obviously why he's in LA. <laughs> wow. And he was asking us for good Oilers stories that he could work into the broadcast. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. So, so he offered him up the Bison King. Yeah. He is on a mission. He's just hoping he can use Bison King. So if you're nice. watching the game at home and you're one of the people who maybe streams the game online, maybe uh, you throw on the American feed. See our yeah. boy, Mike McKenna. See if he gives us any love. Yeah, there's, he's got a nuge. He's got a nuge line that he's working on. Yeah. And he's, and, and, but it was, we didn't have to tell him about the Bison King. He's like, oh man, I just hope I can use Bison King. Yeah. Matt, could you imagine getting to stand there for one game? <laughs> It'd be wild. I'd love to hear just like the between the benches, yeah, what they're everything. saying. I want everything. I want to, I want to hear that. I want to see what the coaches do. Yeah. I want to see the game like right in front of your face. I will take a puck that comes through and I'll play <laughs> no problem. I'll duck and dive. That's fine. He'll have a good perspective on the, uh, between the, uh, benches chat, but of Lemieux and Cassian. So it'll be interesting to get a deep yeah. from him post game. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing we, Tyler, we can should you, bring up. We were talking about bug him. Oh, we'll bug him. Well, after little, the game, sure. Text him no, no, like a little listening device on him. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, bug him that way. Oh, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah see if we can meet him pregame. We'll, uh, I'll a give him a CIA hug. stuff or a little FBI. Yeah, we'll just do something. the old slip in the pocket, something there. Yeah. Now we're talking. Tyler, one thing we should talk about is Darren Dreger was tweeting about it yesterday. The way the Oilers got to Los Angeles is interesting. Yeah. Um, this is something Frank Saravalli talked about as well. So the Oilers, instead of flying straight shot from Edmonton to LA, they flew into Vancouver, bust from Vancouver into Washington state, and then completed the flight into Los Angeles. So the reason for doing that is if you're going to cross the border and go into the U S the U S still has the rule where you need a negative test to get in, but that's only if you, if you travel by air. So by traveling by bus, you eliminate the need to have a negative test for the Oilers. The bonus of doing this is you don't risk someone like Connor McDavid having an asymptomatic positive test. So that's the route the Oilers are going. That's the route the Toronto Maple Leafs are going as well. I saw some people being like, oh, Blue yep. Jays, Yankees, same thing. Like yep. this is all sports. Well, I guess well, there's only two sports that yeah. cross that border, but yeah. Yeah. So this is something everyone's kind of been doing around or the teams who need to do it have been doing. Um, and it's basically just to make sure you don't get like a weird asymptomatic positive test that keeps the player out of your lineup. I saw some people on Twitter being like, why are they doing this just for Archibald? It's so dumb. <laughs> it's not just for Archibald. Even if Archibald wasn't on the team, they would still be going this route. The Leafs are doing this. I would imagine the flames are doing this as well. And it's important to note for educational purposes, this is an American rule, not a Canadian yes. rule. This is, yeah, the American government requires you to have a negative test to enter the country. Thanks. Flying only. Which is so dumb. Yes. How and is you it don't need a test instead of drive. You no longer need a test to come back into come Canada. On. So the three of us do not need to test while we're down in the States. The Oilers, when they're done game four, will not need a test to come up when they're up 3-1 in the series. Right? Yes. I like exactly. what you just said. That, that was, that was, I that like how you just said that. sly confidence. You just put that in there and I could, I like that. <laughs> and, and, but it didn't even smirk, just went and grabbed his beer to take a sip right oh, after, just like smirked. it was just mad. Oh, he smirked. I, I could see the front view. He was smirking the whole time. <laughs> he um, knew I he also did. had a good time. We were watching Tyler record the daily face off show today. And uh, Jay and I were having a little bit of fun behind the camera, trying to distract him a little bit. Bag milk. So I'm doing my thing and I'm like, oh yeah, betting on Victor Hedman tonight. Tremendous value for him to get an assist. And bag milk is crawling on the kitchen counters right behind my camera, <laughs> standing up behind my laptop, like jumping around. 
So if you go watch the video, I think it's up on uh, Twitter right now of me giving my bets. You can see I had a couple of smirks or my eyes dart up and I see bag milk jumping around at me. I was thinking about doing it nude, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't, I didn't want to get too crazy here. We're only on day there's one. Still three more, there's still three or four more days to go. You got to yeah, Taz, Oh, he's got to do a show on Monday that we can corrupt. Oh, yeah, well, maybe we'll corrupt the Monday show. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, three up three one, definitely corrupted. If it's three one, Tyler, you're gonna have we're going streaking in the background. Oh wow. yeah, it's we're gonna go front facing. It'll be the most viewed episode ever because of all the nudity. <laughs> Celebratory nudity. Self, yes, well he's, deserved. Yes, well deserved. He's choosing to he's choosing to ignore you guys right now. And we'll he's been living on his phone this whole time. That's why I'm trying to throw him <laughs> yeah. He's very distracted right now. Um, I was actually looking up. This, someone sent me an Ask the Idiots question, so I just wanted to make sure it was ready. Okay. Well, then let's get to it. Yeah. Our friends at Buster's Pizza, they've got a location near you, I promise you. And if you look at the website, whether you want a pizza, whether you want Donair, maybe, like Rick says, a pasta combo, come on. They've got it for you. They've got a location near you. Tyler's handling the Ask the Idiots questions today, so we are going to give our first take on this, and then we're going to award a GC to the most handsome and creative listener that sent in the question. So I actually thought I had more, but I think I might only have one. Um, (laughs) But we'll get... The odds of winning that GC are excellent. So this one came in from our boy Mike (laughs) at 13Mike31 on Twitter. Co-host of the Scuttlepuck pod. I've been on that a few times. Um, So here's his question. He wore his royal blue Darnell Nurse sweater for game one. Loss. He wore orange McDavid for game two. Win. Does he go back to Orange McDavid for game three or keep mixing it up and go to Navy dry sidle? Was Ooh. the orange sweater that was good luck? Was it the orange sweater that was good yes. luck? Or was it the fact that he changed that was the good uh, luck? So, so <laughs> I had this question. This went this went through my head like 20 minutes before the podcast, and I was gonna ask you the exact same question. So, so what's the approach here, boys? I'll tell you mine. So far, I've been to in a jersey that is. Two games with the Nugent Hopkins jersey from 2017, undefeated. It is here with me in Los Angeles. Has to be done. I, I wore my this season orange Bison King jersey to game one. Uh, did not pay dividends. So I went I went back to my 2017 Marklet signed Marklet Testu jersey, game two victory. I wore the signed 2017. Sorry, I spaced out there. Uh, Marklet Testu jersey on the flight. I'm going to wear it to the game. But I did pack my white dry saddle jersey. In case? Well, in case I want to wear it to the beach. Because <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm only wearing my Latestu jersey this trip, if you know what I'm saying. So, Rick, what's what do you decide? I need some more advice. Keep going around the circle here. How I haven't doing? decided yet. So, game one, I went Navy dry saddle. Game two, I went Orange McDavid. I think I'm going back to Orange McDavid, but that's just because I don't have a third option. I would have been intrigued. Like, I think maybe rotating every game maybe makes sense, but I don't know. I, I think, you know, the Oilers said they wanted orange in the seats. I think me respecting that and going back to an orange jersey for game two had something to do with their victory. I, well, yeah. We all played a part. Like, if, if you didn't do that, I didn't do that. Bag Mel didn't do that. Everyone else in that building didn't do what they did. Yeah. We all got to play our part. So you double down. You lean. If you got something working, it's like it's like a goalie. You don't. You, 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 if you got the hot goalie, you start the hot goalie. That's a good point. See, my thing is, I wore I wore the whole outfit on game one. I went from the 
the white shoes to the socks to the onesie to the jersey to the scarf to the the nation flag. I had it all for game one. The big fat chain. I had it all for game one with an orange Connor. Game two, it was work appropriate. I changed it out. I went to blue oiler shoes instead. I was just wearing like normal shorts. I had a nation shirt on and I went and I stayed with the Connor orange jersey. So I think I'm going to do is wear different under and still rock the same shoes and the same Oiler jersey. I think, yeah, good, good. Keep keep the overgrown. Now, Rick, you have a very, a little bit deeper. You have a tougher conundrum to deal with. You (laughs) went to game one and you weren't at game two. Yep. I'll take your tickets for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, game two is Tuesday right now. <laughs> you have no idea what the, like, the, the issue is going on inside my head right now on Tuesday for Tuesday. Like, rules, I, I'm sorry. Dan, what's the play for a jersey? I, or? I, I uh, for me, I uh, I wore my Mosser jersey for the watch party on game one, and then uh, I shifted it to the play La Bamba hoodie. But full disclosure, Beercade was a vibe uh, for game two, and I was dripping sweat by the end of it. Uh, so I'm so if we lose tonight, it's because of me. I had to change my outfit. I'll be in a different one. We'll have the hoodie with you. Yeah. Yes, maybe. And wear it for a minute. That's yeah, fair enough. The, the hockey gods respect if you're hot. It was gross. It's pretty gross, but yeah, I'll I'll do it. I'll put I'll it on. For the it team. smells like victory. That's what it smells. It oh, smells still, like something. My girlfriend, and I pulled the Latesti jersey out of the closet. She goes, "It's still dirty." I'm like, "That's good luck dirt on there. That's yes. from 2017. Yes. Do not yes. wash this. Not, That's pre-pandemic dirt, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's lucky. That's lucky." Uh, Dan mentioned the watch party. We should note that if you're back in Edmonton, the watch party for Game Three tonight is pint on white. Pint on white, and I believe Caroline Schved's hosting it. Caroline's hosting, and and Dan will be there, and we've got the shirtless Mandies. I think uh, coming back out of retirement to join the The crew. If you haven't seen that yet, I encourage (laughs) you to go to Oilers Nation's Instagram page and see Adam Mandrick. Mandizi, our boy, he went hard in the paint in game two. He had tarps off for the boys. He's swinging around his head. I heard he was on TV several times. Oh, yes. He's so out. Like, we like, we're bagging all we're saying. And we saw, like, I'm like, oh my God, there's a guy tarpless of it. Didn't know it was mad. And then I find it was Mandrick, like, the next day. I was like, oh my God. Well, and the- I had it on my Instagram story after I found out it was Mandrick. And then Rick DMs me. He's like, that guy looks a lot like Mandrick. I was going to send that the night before because I saw it on the, I saw, uh, I think Owen posted on Twitter the night before, and I was like, man, this guy looks like fucking magic. But it must have been like 1230. I was like, I'll just leave it alone. I'll text the boys tomorrow, see if it is. And you know what I love about Magic? Is he was hosting for clients. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> for work. So yeah, that's what I love about him because that guy is always his true self. Doesn't matter. And that's why I like everyone loves him because like he is who he is and you love him for it. And he's hosting four people for <laughs> And he's tarps off, just over, woo! pedal to the floor, <laughs> lives quarter mile at a time. Oh, yeah. uh, I got another Ask the Idiots question that just came in. So I'm going to ask everybody for their first take. Jay, I'll start with you. Who is one player, <clears throat> Mr. Gaudreau, who always seems or seemed to disappear in the playoffs? Any sport doesn't matter. Let's go, Oilers. Oh, so out. So just name other players like anybody who just kind of takes the playoffs off. They had a home early. Well, hasn't Austin Matthews been guilty of that? Obviously, it hasn't happened yet this uh, series. Yeah. Hasn't been kind of guilty Last of that? Last year, it was like that. Him and uh, Marner. Marner's been more of the culprit there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marner disappears. He's having a good start, though, this series. Tyler, you got uh, anybody? 
that comes to mind? There's no one that comes to mind. The one that always, and I'm taking this a different direction. The guy who always had the reputation of this, but didn't deserve it was Alex Ovechkin. Like every year is like, oh, Ovi in the caps didn't come through in the playoffs. Oh, Ovi just wants to go to the world championships. He doesn't care. But every year he would lead that team in scoring. They would like lose in seven games in the most heartbreaking fashion possible as he scores like eight goals in the series. Uh-huh. And then they'd bow out because their team or their goalie just wasn't good enough. And people would always be like, Oh, classic Ovechkin choking it away. And it's like, well, no, like he was actually good. So I'm just giving love to Ovi. Didn't Bobrovsky have the same issue? Yeah, he he was never great for Columbus the few times this weekend, except for when they obviously swept Tampa. Uh, I honestly don't have an answer for this. I don't know. Uh, My answer is going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot, but it's uh, Ty Conklin. Ty Conklin. (laughs) Dan, how dare you? (laughs) He has has two playoff games in his career. And uh, one of them was a relief appearance, and then the other one was a relief appearance. And uh, no how dare you bring that they up? Never, they never should have played him as the backup. 10 goals against average. Should have been juicy. Yes. Yeah. Or 2.31 overall his career, but 10 in the uh, NHL playoffs. Rick, you got anybody that sticks out to you on this? You know what? I think it's kind of gone now. Um, but for a while there, and I think the one thing where people always like to point it out is in golf. And I know for uh, for for probably close to two decades, Sergio, Sergio Garcia, Ooh, that dude could not one. win a major like forever. I think he's snuck one or two out by now. Yeah, but, he's uh, only yeah that one. dude, uh, that dude went a long time without winning a major. Who, Wasn't the, it the same for Phil Mickelson though? Before he started winning, like ten years ago, nine, ten years ago. Uh, Phil, Phil just Mickelson couldn't like win a sport. Phil couldn't win like the last four years. Phil Mickelson, forty million. That's incredible. <laughs> is that not good? Should we have him on BLT bet? Tyler, yeah, is that bad? Yeah, is that bad? Yeah, you should bring one for his betting advice. All, yeah. all that matters is his unit size. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sorry, right, Tyler, get your buttons ready. Okay. It is time for hot and cold performers again. <laughs> We don't have a sponsor for Hot and Cold Performers. So again, this is the Bag Milk Hot and Cold Performers. I'm sponsoring the segment. Mm-hmm. Producer it? Tyler just takes over the screen. When well, I got to get a cold performance. He's just covering his face. Well, I'm sitting on a backless chair and I'm an old man. So I'm laying down. Uh, Jay's, yeah, he's taking the rest of it off. I'm, so, I'm just happy Jay's not having a salad right now. Looks like you guys are just recovering. Kind of yeah, we did have a delicious fruit bowl, though. Yeah, and we had team yeah. Poke Bowls last night. Come yeah, on now. Poke Bowls. We were keeping it tight a little bit. There you bit. go. All right. We start off with our veggies every week on this podcast. Nation Dan, you're a bag milk cold performer of the week. Um, just, I feel like I have to keep giving it to this guy because his narrative is just tired. It's Mark Spector for continuously dragging Jesse Pugliarvi. It's time to just get on board, Mark, and be happy about this team. Drop your narratives until the offseason when we can actually make transactions. And let's just support the boys. Talk positively about the things you want to talk positively about and be negative later. Mark Spector, you get my cold performer of the week. Oh, get cold. Rick, you're up next. Your bag milk cold performer of the week. Uh, it's going to go to three people here. This is from last night. Oh. This is the uh, the New York Yankees were at the Rangers game last night. So you had uh, Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, and, and DJ LeMayhew. So... One thing I mean, we saw Gazdick do the other day. One thing that sports guys like to do, they get on and they and they crush a beer, right? They do it on that jumbotron. Well, I want you to go watch this video, and before they chug, I want you to look at their cups. I think they took like one beer, split it three ways, 
Oh, it was and then staged. Chug, and then a staged beer chug. If there's anybody who would dude, do like go enough. go look at the go look at the video. Not one has more than half a cup. And then they oh, chug they're it and make being it look a bunch like of brats and chads, weren't they? Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Those it was boat pointed shoot, out man. on Twitter last night from somewhere, but yeah, no, this was this is brutal. It's embarrassing. Come on, if you're gonna do it, do it. If you're not, not get over it. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Uh, I think the important narrative here is. Oh, is you're that so Yankees, right, Rick. The Yankees don't have enough money to afford beers. Whoever's Those on the like, has, like two fingers. Have, yeah. Oh, come oh on, my God. Look at LeMayhews. Oh, oh my who's God. Whoever's on the right has like two fingers. Yeah, that's oh LeMayhew. Oh, my God. My like, bag like, milk would, yeah. bag milk would have that much spice in his fucking spiced rum and coke. Yeah, I was going to say my double spiced rum had more booze in there last night. Uh, Jay, you're up next. You are Cult from the week. Okay, I, I love Oilers Nation. I love Nation Citizens. But I, cold performers to me were Everyone in the building on game two, when Mike Smith came out of the net, that went, ooh, like, come on, man. He, he fucked up once out of like 150 times. Like, he's going to be okay. Don't forget about that. Don't forget about that assist he got to Connor on the end. Exactly. Like, everyone, everyone, oh, oh. And I'm like, oh my God, come on, people. Like, let's just move on. We can't send that energy that way. You know, nothing but positivity. Anyways, yes, I so love you all. Though, oh, boy. oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. I kept talking over you. Push the button. Yeah, that's fine. Tyler, your cold comedy. <laughs> I'm going to give it to the LA Kings for the little shenanigans they were pulling uh, this morning at Morning Skate. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, I'm okay with it because you're just Whoa, firing up the Oilers to beat it, you by a million. You're letting but, it get in your head. Don't, I know. You're, but you're I, letting them you're win. The one that's rent free, man. I'm giving them a cold performer from their own perspective because it's like, are you guys stupid? You're just poking the bear. What oh, are yeah, you doing? No, dumb. Okay, so okay. the Good LA spin. Kings, you uh, you do get my cold performer of the week. <sighs> Boy, that escalated That's quickly. Cold. Cold it's it's funny. I saw I saw a little quick little story that was attached to that. And I said, do you remember back in 98, Glenn Sather, he trimmed up part of the fucking avalanche, the, the bench on the opposition side. Like he shortened their bench a little bit just to fucking piss them off. Well, I love that's, it. I that's what you do. You got to go to the depths of the There's prank. The, <laughs> the Ken Holland story where he had like a, I think it was an intern climb through the air duct to get into the visitor's room to change the temperature setting. I love that stuff, man. Uh, Lawrence Taylor used to send a prostitute over to the starting quarterbacks, the hotel room every time in the playoffs. Michael, <laughs> <laughs> uh, distract him. His head games. I love it. Cold performer of the week is Lizzo for about damn time. It's been stuck in my head all day. I'm upset. <laughs> Flipping the ledger, we're going to end off this podcast on the bright side. Rick, I'm starting with you. Hot performer of the week. It's going to be a duo. It's a pairing, but it's a pairing of uh, Duncan Keith and Bouchard. Yeah. Um, first, like two, first two games, you know, yeah. I know we're only one and one, but those two guys, they've looked really solid through the first two games. Um, they're eating up a, a decent amount of ice time. It's making the life easier for even uh, Nurse and Cece. So, uh, Keith and Bouchard, they're, def- they're the uh, hot performers right this week. Woo! Friday, baby! Yeah, let's celebrate to, uh, Friday! How long is this button, Tyler? I just see a green. Thing. That's good. Another thing, too, about Evan Bouchard is he's starting to get a little feisty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fire that Jay's been looking for in him is finally starting to it. come out. And he's been getting angry. He's got that dad strength going. He's hacking away post whistle. I love it. Yeah. Boosh. Nation Dan, your hot performer of the week. 
my hot performer of the week is going to go to the man of the hour. The one that was that wore the, the loss in the first game, Mike Smith, for your response in game number two, you get my hot performer of the week. He's a hot guy. Tyler, you're up next. Hot performer of the week. I'm going to give it to Ryan McLeod. Rick touched on it earlier. This guy is making contributions on the power play, on the penalty kill, whether he's on the fourth line or getting shifts with McDavid or dry saddle. This guy just finds a way to make things happen. I love when he's on the ice. I love the player he's turning into. So give me more Ryan McLeod. Pour it on. Jay, your hot performer of the week. It's good to see the fire and boo. She can now be my dad. Uh, I am. You know what? Kyler Yamamoto. Just. That guy is in yam fry beast mode. Like he is everywhere. He is, he is laying the body everywhere he can. He is battling for pucks. He's contributing. It's, and he's a vibe. That guy, that guy is, 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 is the vibe of the team. Like he really keeps them loose. So he, yeah, he's been fantastic. Put some respect on my name. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to take the easy one. Hot performer of the week for me is our captain. Connor McDavid is leading by example. He's got a goal and three assists through the first two games. He's laying the body. He's leading. He's out there. He's feisty. The goal celebration oh. after that one in game one. Mm. He is fired up. He Connor McDavid, my hot performer of the week. So big guy is also, I want to give some extra love to uh, to Evander Kane. I bet on him to go over four and a half points in the series, and he put up three in game two. Good man. <laughs> he, want, he wants you to win. He does. Evander King cares about me. I want to give a shout out to all the boys for winning us a little bit of money, especially yeah. me on Tuesday. Wednesday, I had a great time. Thank you. Yeah, Bank Milk went 11 for 12 of his bets, but let's focus on the fact there was 12 bets. I got a little excited. <laughs> let's focus on the fact he won 11. How about that? <laughs> I got a little excited and I had some pregame laid down. And then we go for a pint for a quick one before the game. Chalmers is out there betting. So once he's betting, I'm back in the mix. <laughs> Sometimes you got it. You got it. I know. I respect Sometimes the hell out of it. Got it. For our friends at Oodle Noodle and DoorDash, Cornerstone Insurance, Buster's Pizza, this is uh, Oilers Nation Radio episode 193. Huge game tonight, boys. We got to wrap it up with a score prediction. Rick? Uh, let's go 5 1 Edmonton. Dan? 4 1 with two empty netters. Okay. 3 1. 4 2. 5 2 prices right mode on all you bitches. Let's go. That's it for the podcast. Have a great weekend. Shout out, Ben. If you're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.